welcome to Creating in Color, sharing the creative endeavors of people of color. I'm your host, KB, and today we're speaking with Megna, a 2D, 3D artist and designer for animation and advertising, whose past projects include Elf Pets, Bless the Hearts, and is a Packaging Design Award winner. How are you today, Megna? I'm good. Thank you so much for having me on. How are you doing? I'm well. Thank you so much for asking, and thank you for joining us today. So what exactly is a 2D, 3D artist and designer? So a 2D dimensional art, or sometimes referred to as 2D art, is um, one of the most popular forms of art and has been around for years. And somehow it still seems to attract the attention of many people inside and outside the creative industry. It's definitely a super versatile form of art and can range from a variety of mediums. And a 2D digital artist is typically responsible for producing conceptual sketches and drawings of either, whether it's backgrounds, characters, assets, icons, and even deciding color tones and palettes. And they mainly work for advertising agencies, game development companies, animation production companies, and even children's books illustrations. And I can say that they have the control to enable the visualization of what the final product is going to look like. Basically, they're responsible for transforming creative ideas and concepts to visuals. On the other hand, 3D artists focus more on 3D modeling, sculpting, texturing, animations, and visual effects that can be used in several ways, whether it's for films or TV or games. Oh, I see. So your skills kind of range a little bit in everywhere then, pretty much. Yeah, I kind of juggle between 2D and 3D. Wow, that's really neat. And how do these roles change from animation versus advertising? Um, I guess the roles aren't drastically different, but the main distinction would be um, sort of the number of people or the teams involved, and maybe even a little bit of the process. For example, um, for animation, right? Um, you have a larger team of people uh, in each department working on the same project, whether it's a film or a television series. It's often broken down into three stages, which is pre-production, production, and post-production. And under each of them, you have several teams handling different aspects of the project. Although the process is comparable in ad advertising, it is typically faster and involves a smaller team of people considering the scale of the project. So I guess the roles would be the same. It's just that you won't you wouldn't find as many people working in advertising as compared to animation. I see. And it also sounds like too the schedule and deadlines are drastically different compared to animation advertising oh yes like an animated the animated film that i worked on it was a, it went on for a period of um eight months i guess six to eight months but then an advertising project would probably be about two to three months or even a month or maybe even lesser oh wow yeah. okay then and how did you get started in the industries of animation and advertising? Oh, so I loved art and design for as long as I can remember. Um, I started painting with watercolors, acrylic, and oil at the age of six, actually. So growing up, I was that 
kid who doodled in friends' notebooks while class was on. And um, there were not, there were also not many design art related subjects where I studied. So I took up art classes after school. So it was sort of the only creative outlet I had at the time. And uh, it paved way for all that I do today. So, and I all I sort of looked at art as a hobby, but I think the moment I decided that I wanted to pursue my career in art and in the creative industry was when I um, first watched Peter Jackson's uh, The Lord of the Rings uh, trilogy. So, mm -hmm. and for me, that was filmmaking at its best. It, I was in awe by the visuals and the concepts and dug a bit deeper on the making of all the films. And that sort of became a part of my daily routine after work to just sit and do a ton of research. And it's really the influence the artists who worked on this film had in my life. It pushed me to learn more about what goes into making such masterpieces and uh, which in turn helped me understand the path I wanted to take, which was 2D concept art at the time. But ever since mm -hmm. I was introduced to um, 3D art, especially different forms of 3D art and softwares, I was, I was sort of obsessed with how much you could do with 3D, especially when you have, when you also have the skill to draw out your own concepts. I, I got, I got super addicted to like, um, just teaching myself different softwares and experimenting with it. So, like I said, like I juggle between 2D and 3D art, and it's so hard to s sort of specialize in one area. Yeah, the two, I feel like, always bring different life and uh, quality yeah. and, I, I guess, artistic challenges as well, doing 2D or 3D. So I understand why it's difficult to make a choice yeah. between the two. Yeah, the Do you have any software that you prefer for 2D and 3D? Um, for 2D, I usually tend to stick to Photoshop and uh, Photoshop or Illustrator, even After Effects for just, you know, some effects or animation work. But for 3D, I think I experiment a lot more with um, Maya, Autodesk Maya, ZBrush, even 3ds Max. So uh, there, there are a ton of uh, 3D softwares that the industries themselves use, like, like Autodesk Maya. So that's what I mainly use. And I also recently started experimenting with Cinema 4D, Unreal, and Unity, uh, mm -hmm. because that that's where all the... Uh, the craze about, you know, um, the metaverse concepts are going on with Unreal and Unity. So um, I really wanted to like sort of uh, give myself that learning. Did you have any interest in any other industries? I guess at a very early age, I sort of knew the path I wanted to take professionally, but that didn't stop me from having interests outside of what I do every day. Uh, mm -hmm. I'm super passionate about architecture and interior design. And when people ask me how I spend my weekends, most of the time you will find me and my friends at literally every open house there is checking the place out. Like we, <laughs> we wouldn't we wouldn't place any sort of offer, but we would we would be there just hanging around. So and I'm a huge fan of Italian inspired homes, you know, the um the rustic Tuscan countryside vibes that usually have like emphasis on natural landscaping. And mm -hmm. this is literally what you would find on my Pinterest boards. Just it's filled with such images. And what does your daily routine look like? Oh, before or after the pandemic? <laughs> because my uh, I think there was a huge shift in my daily routine, just like, you know, 
the rest of the seven billion people in the world, I guess. Um, because during the early days of the pandemic, I would say that my routine was completely upside down. I was working longer hours. I spent more time in front of the screen. And I really struggled with achieving that work-life balance. I think it took me a lot of time and effort and mainly realization to push myself to maintain a healthier routine. So because mm -hmm. when you take care of your mind and body, you positively contribute a lot more to your professional life. And I saw that difference when I changed my routine. So I try to wake up early, finish my work, and I spend and I make sure I spend a lot more time off screen by engaging myself in other activities, whether it's reading a book, um, taking my sketchbook outside to the park and, you know, just sketching with my friends or even cooking, which I love to do. So uh, it's really about pushing for that balance, which is, I would say, crucial for every artist in, in the industry. Yeah, I feel like once the pandemic did hit, mm -hmm. um, a lot of people's eyes kind of opened oh, yeah. with just how much people are being taken advantage of, oh, yeah. you know, in a very nice way of it. Um, so, yeah, I'm, I'm glad that you also had that realization and you're able to have a better balance. Yeah. That's wonderful. Yeah. Uh, what are some specific roadblocks that you try to watch out for? Like I mentioned, I think two things come to mind. Um, one would be um, how important it is to take that f extra effort in balancing out your work life and personal life because the creative mm -hmm. industry specifically animation advertising and games can be awfully time consuming monotonous and exhausting at the same time and oftentimes yeah. you don't even realize how much time has passed when your eyes are like literally glued to the screen so it's sort of important to like take a step back and like you know um just prioritize yourself also at the same time and I think the second thing would be, um, since this is a highly popular industry, we tend to have heavy competition. And out of experience, I would say that, you know, you have a ton, you have tons of artists trying to create and innovate something new. So, and they're all almost doing the same thing. You come across like a thousand other people doing what you're doing. And it's so difficult to like stand out from that crowd because it's mm -hmm. not, a new industry so it's important to like put yourself out there reach out to people in the industry and just show them your work you don't even have to ask them for a job but just let them know that you exist in this world and um, try to like add people to your network and keep in touch with them i i did that a lot um the last three years and <laughs> my friends laugh at me about this i have like 3,500 connections on LinkedIn and I don't oh, know wow. like 90% of them. I, I have no idea. I, I just know that they are in the industry and it would be good to keep them in my network at some point. I, you know, I could like reach out to them for something, but I just tend to like connect with people and, you know, let them know that I, uh, hey, I exist and like take a look at my work. <laughs> What support, education, or resources do you use or recommend for someone trying to break in? I think the biggest piece of advice I would give people who are still in school or about to graduate is to take that extra effort to make use of all the free online material that are very accessible. There is a ton of tutorials, certifications, online courses that one can take to really master their skills before applying for jobs. In all top companies, 
I think the skills speak volumes more than just, you know, owning a degree. Yes, a degree, it would be nice to have, but um, that's not what's really going to get you a job. So it's important to learn and improvise on those skills outside of the material provided by your university or school to really catch the attention of all the top recruiters. And for me, um, working with multiple studios and all the top professionals gave me a huge exposure in the creative industry. It is definitely challenging and highly and a highly competitive industry. And but yeah, I, I wish I did that like four years ago. But I guess it's never too late. I, I just started like doing a bunch of certifications and it really helps because they're free and and for students who are just out of college, you know, money plays a huge role. You don't want to like be spending on other online courses again after you've just like cleared off your or you've just paid for your education your university so there are tons mm -hmm. of free material out there and they're so useful like you can learn so much from them so i would highly recommend that yeah, that's really good advice actually. Yeah. <laughs> and it's so hard sometimes it's like it's hard when you're at home like when you're in class and you have all your friends around i guess it's easier to like sit and learn the subject together but when you're mm -hmm. at home, it's so hard to like really push yourself or motivate yourself to do something new. You, it, I, I guess the work of work from home environment has just, it's made me a lazy person. I'm trying not to be a lazy person, but. It's really hard to find motivation to push yourself. Oh, yeah. And I feel like that's what makes working from home very challenging for other people is that they're not in an environment where it's like a team setting. So like, mm -hmm. I totally understand that. And I mean, I wish I had advice to <laughs> help someone become more self-motivated. I know. But it, it is, it is, it's tough. It's but I, I feel like the certification <laughs> um, courses and like just trying to push yourself to do like different online courses, I feel like that is, that's helpful and can also help inspire oh, that yeah. motivation. Yeah, definitely. For sure. Yeah. Congratulations on winning favorite design and a design award and competition. Do you mind going into what these are, how you found these opportunities and your process? Oh, thank you so much. I mean, that was a surprise for me too. Um, <laughs> so Favorite Design is a creative platform. It's based in France and they uh, showcase packaging designs of different artists from around the world. They in fact reached out to me after they saw one of my designs on another platform called Packaging of the World. So, and um, that's really how I entered into the competition. Later, I had a short interview with the team and they ended up selecting my design to be published in their annual book. I got a copy just a week ago and it was so, it was so nice to see my design in, in the book. <laughs> and it was, it was pretty exciting. And um, um, a design Award and competition is, um, I guess, one of the world's most prestigious awards that showcases exceptional design in various products and services, such as like furniture design, packaging design, and so much more. And I had, um, so I had collaborated with my client uh, who had reached out to me then to redesign their coffee packaging. The client is based out of India, and I really wanted to bring a fresh concept so, so that it stands out amongst its prominent competitors. So I did a hand-painted illustration, which was later printed onto the packaging made from reusable paper, and it's soon to be launched in the markets. I still haven't received 
like a set date but i'm just waiting to hear back and see how it does and um yeah that's so exciting yeah to see your product out there in the market like i would definitely go and buy one just to (laughs) just to look at the packaging and never use the product i guess (laughs) yeah um it was it was fun to be a part of um these platforms mainly because they're not from so i'm from india and um for me it was I tried my best to like, you know, really network with people from across the globe. Even after I moved to Atlanta, I tried to reach out to people here and uh, to have um, something based out of France and a design award and competition is based in Italy. Um, so it's, it's kind of nice to see your product like showcased in different parts of the world as well. Yeah, it is. Dang. What was your upbringing like? Um, I had tons of amazing memories growing up um uh, i have a brother and a sister and we had the best times together i grew up around a lot of creative people in my family my mom always loved interior design my brother is actually a designer himself in advertising and he also writes uh i remember him publishing a book of poems and i think uh his one of his first poems was about my mom and it was so sweet so it was yeah so uh and my sister you know she she also loves uh every anything to do with like fashion and and it's my I think it's my dad that had that insatiable curiosity for art especially when it came to filmmaking and special effects he um would always watch a film from an artist's perspective and would get inquisitive about the making of those films and I think it's his obsession um, that fueled my pursuit of art and design and I remember we used to watch every animated film that released and we would wonder um, about what goes into making these films and I think that sort of uh, triggered the creative side of my brain and that's how I got started and I actually have like a short funny story so like mm-hmm. every other child, I used to draw a lot on walls in my house, but this was on the walls of my terrace, I guess. Me and my sister would uh, used to grab our pencils and run upstairs and we literally like Picasso all over the wall. And my parents had no idea about this at, at that point. And after a certain point, I think even I forgot they even existed. And recently <laughs> when I visited home, Um, I sort of noticed them and I have to say they were straight out of a horror film. I, they were so crazy. I was like, what was I thinking as a child when I drew these, uh, drawings on the wall? They, they were these drawings of what was supposed to be people, but without, you know, bodies. So you had hands (laughs) and legs coming out of the face. So the anatomy was like all over the place. So I guess... I guess I've come a long way since then and somehow it all worked out and now I think I can finally say that I know how to draw people with all the parts in the right place. <laughs> I don't know. Having a human head with hands and oh. legs just coming out sounds pretty amazing. <laughs> Would do good in a horror film for sure. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe somewhere in the attic in, in a chest, you know, you someone comes in and opens it after like 20 years and you see that there, yeah. Oh my god, that that is horrific. (laughs) I know you mentioned that you enjoy cooking, architecture, interior design, uh, but do you have any other hobbies, side hustles, or interests you engage in? 
Yeah, um, so I live in Atlanta, Georgia, and it has probably the best weather I've experienced in I haven't been to a ton of states in, in 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 America, but Atlanta has like a pretty good weather. And so me and my friends love to spend time outdoors, when, whether it's camping or hiking or even kayaking and or even like, you know, visiting like local coffee shops that have opened up. Uh, we did that a lot more often the last year or so since the pandemic had really confined all of us into our environment. And um, I guess now I have like a new appreciation for outdoor activities. So I try to do as much, like just stay away from the screen and just leave my house as much as possible. This might be a really random question. This, and I don't know, so I'm sorry. Yeah. But it snows in, in Atlanta, right? It, um, you know, it's, it's so strange in... Uh, sometimes it does sometimes it doesn't like um two three years ago it snowed and then we had a a break and um it we had like a like i guess uh hail the hailstorm so it was very slight it wasn't it wasn't like snow we had that last winter but it was literally like honestly it felt like um it didn't feel like actual snow when you went out, stepped out outside your house, it just felt like someone's taking crushed ice and throwing it on your face from their fridge. Oh, no. <laughs> that doesn't sound like a winter wonderland. Nope. <laughs> so it didn't, it, it just, it melted away pretty quickly and it lasted for maybe two hours, I guess. So okay. um, it wasn't like, um, it wasn't really a pretty snowfall. So yeah, it was, it was literally for a day. And then after that, we got back our, uh, it, it went back to like the normal weather, but spring, summer, and autumn here are like um, super beautiful. Like it, the colors and everything together is just so nice. Winter is something I never look forward to. Again, the fact that I'm from India, it's always hot uh, where I'm from um, in the south. So even like if even if it's a little cold, I'm covered in five layers. So. <laughs> So for me, winter anywhere is just going to be terrible. I understand that. Yeah. I live in SoCal and it's pretty hot here consistently. Okay. And I'm like, I want it to be cold. But as soon as it gets like to like 70, like two, I'm like, it's so cold. Yeah. Why is it so cold? <laughs> <laughs> but it's it's really nice outside. Like it's starting to get out, nice outside um, right now. So uh, we've been doing a lot more outdoorsy stuff lately yeah what do you feel are the next steps in your journey there's so much actually happening in the creative world with the ever-evolving technology and I really have this keen interest in learning more about virtual and augmented reality and understanding the kind of impact it's going to have in the future I wouldn't really say it's a new concept uh, we already see many industries incorporating and utilizing this medium, but it would become more mainstream and prominent in the near future. So I think for me, I would definitely be stepping into those areas a lot more. Um, it's something I haven't experimented with, and it's it's really exciting to see um, what I can do with it. You mentioned Metaverse earlier. Why Metaverse in particular? 
Um, I think because it's just becoming a topic everywhere, especially right now. And when you're in the industry, a lot of your friends start talking about it or someone's working there and things that Facebook is creating or especially what Facebook is creating. A lot of my friends keep sharing these articles around um, what um, they're doing with Meta right now. And it's really fascinating to see how that change is, go how that transition is going to happen, mainly because um, like right now at this moment, I don't see that transition happening. Like I don't see myself being um, a user of that product yet. But when I think when we get to that stage, it's going to become something um, that everyone, all of us are going to be using. It's just like when um, the internet transition or anything with phones, smartphones, and all of that. It was it was a transition for all of us. So I think this is going to be one of them. And uh, it's, it's a hot topic, and it's been around for a couple of years, but people are getting more and more into it um, as, you know, again, like with technology and everything, I guess there's so much that you can actually tap into. And it's not just uh, the fact that they're targeting the entertainment and the creative industry, but this is going to be spread across different industries, whether it's medical, science, education. So uh, I, I'm just really excited to see what they can do with that entire concept. I guess we will wait and see. Oh, yeah. It's going to be a digital future for sure. Oh, God. Um, <laughs> it's going to be like dot hack. <laughs> More screen time for everybody. Good. That's just what we need. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I'll bet um, whatever you end up doing, if it is with meta Metaverse or VR, AR in some other different way, I'm sure it's going to be fantastic. Your art is very beautiful. So I look forward to what you create with that. Thank you so much. Mm -hmm. Okay. Now is the time for rapid questions where I'll ask you a series of this or that or yes or no. That's a lie. It's just a bunch of questions. <laughs> and you answer as soon as possible. Are you ready? Yeah, let's do it. Okay. Let us go. What's the best song to hype up to? Oh, Bruno Mars. Um, I can't think of one song, but I love him. And I love all of his songs. Everything. Every one of them. Wow. <laughs> Is he going to be the same answer to what's the best song to wind down to? Um, yeah, I, I, I guess for me, I've been listening to a lot of Bruno Mars. So at the moment, and it changes for me. It's like seasons. It changes for me. So at the moment, I'm feeling Bruno Mars. Yeah. Okay. I can understand that completely. <laughs> Coffee or tea? Tea. Cake or pie? Cake. Call or text? Um, neither. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I stay away from my phone. Okay. And you're trying to get in the middle. Okay. Okay. <laughs> I know. So it's so crazy. It's like, it's like peer pressure almost. It's like all your friends are doing it. So you need to do it. That's how they, that's how they get you. That's I know. You. <laughs> night out or night in? Um, night in. What is your favorite smell? I love the smell of, um, I guess, lavender, I would say. Some, anything earthy or lavender. What's your favorite animal? animal i um hmm, i just love animals as a person but i'm gonna have to say um either can i choose two 
Yeah, go for it. Either um, an alpaca or a koala bear. Oh my god, those choices. Oh, good. <laughs> it's all the Instagram videos that just made me fall in love with them. <laughs> what is your favorite number? Seven. Ooh, I like it because when you flip it on its side, it looks like an L. Oh, I didn't think about that. <laughs> <laughs> what is your third favorite color? Third favorite color would be orange. Ooh, what is your first favorite color? Black. What is your second? Second would probably be a shade of green, like a very specific shade of green. This is a very interesting color palette. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I kind of like it, though. It's very fall. Yeah, it's very, oh, I love fall colors. Yeah, that's so basically that's my color palette. Would you say fall is your favorite season? It is my favorite season, but I do enjoy, I do enjoy spring as well. Um, spring and fall, but fall over spring, yes. Fall, spring, then where do summer and winter rank? Sorry, but summer and winter, um, I think I am not, I'm not really a fan of uh, winter. Like I, I get cold so easily. So I try to stay away right. from, right. from that being makes outdoors. Sense. Yeah. Summer is, summer is nice. I mean, I think for the for 24 years I've experienced summer in India. So spring and fall are a good change to have. And... Pick a word that starts with the letter U that is not a name. U? Yeah. That's not a name. Hmm. Right now, I can honestly think of, uh, I don't know, Ukraine. <laughs> oh, wait. Ukraine is a name of, never mind. Um, <laughs> under. Uh, give me one more. Give me one more. Give yeah, me one more. That was that was a boring word. Um, <laughs> uh, I thought of under because right now I'm I'm under pressure of what to think of. <laughs> oh, mm. <laughs> um, I guess um, unwind. Oh, I kind of like that. A little yeah. self care, yeah. and it's like the opposite of under pressure. Oh yeah, definitely. <laughs> now that I'm, <laughs> I thought of a word. I can like chill. <laughs> Thank you so much, Megna, for speaking with us today. It's been a pleasure. Do you have any social media you would like to share with us? Um, yeah, actually, it's uh, my Instagram handle is at Meg underscore underscore ready, which is R-E-D-D-Y. And yeah, I think that's um, right. I'm not on Twitter. Uh, so Instagram would be the best place to contact me if there's anything. Great. And thank you, the listener, for tuning in. Please follow Creating a Color on Instagram and Twitter and feel free to submit any questions, comments, or whatever through our social media or email, creatingacolorcast at gmail.com. If you're interested in following me, you can find me on Instagram, YouTube, and twitch.tv at maybe it's KB. Thanks to Namikaze for creating the ending theme. You can find more of his music on his SoundCloud at soundcloud.com slash Namikaze. That's N-A-M-I-K-A-Z-E. Thanks to everyone sharing Creating in color with their friends, family, and co-workers. We really appreciate any word of mouth or helping to push our hashtag on social media. Hashtag creating in color cast. And we have a donation message from Pantini. Dear Kiwi, this is my favorite animation podcast. It's so cool to learn about the creators' journeys and how unique each of their stories are. While I've learned so much about the different roles in production, I've enjoyed most learning about the guest speakers' lives and perspective. 
I love the amazing work that you do. Aw, thank you so much, Pantania. It's so sweet. Thank you for being a listener, and thank you for supporting the podcast through your donation. If you are interested in joining our donors list, you can make a one-time or monthly donation through our PayPal or Coffee at coffee.com slash color or purchasing Creating in Color merch on Star Rain Studio. Links available via our link tree. Before we wrap up, do you have any departing words of wisdom for everyone listening? I guess, uh, you know, like, because I've experienced this a lot, just try to, um, you know, take care of yourselves. It's been a tough couple of, actually tough two years for us. So um, really keep a track on your health and like look after one another. And uh, yeah, just be kind, I guess. Yes. Oh my God, say it louder for the people in the back. (laughs) Thank you so much. This has been Creating in Color. Keep striving, keep trying, keep creating. Bye. You can say bye. Oh, bye. <laughs>